Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, I've got a question. Uh, there's this thing that's been going around social media about uh, how you spend your New Year's is how you'll spend 2019. Um, so what were you doing over New Year's? Because it's supposed to be indicative of how your 2019 will shape up. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Uh, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer did the morning show. He should be back with us tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are hanging here. And we'd love to hear from you. What did you do to ring in the new year? Because apparently, whatever you were doing in that frame of time is kind of indicative of what 2019 will bring for you. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I've got great news. Um, I was sleeping. Yeah. This really is great news, though, Love because it. I have had a really big problem with insomnia lately. Really? Yes. Like, can't get to sleep. When I do finally get to sleep, I'll sleep for a couple hours, and then I'll wake up at 3, and I won't get back to bed until like 4.30 and then my alarm goes off at 5.30 because I go to the gym at 6. Right. It's not cool. So you just stare. Nothing good happens at 3 in the morning. Can we just... Agreed. Being conscious at 3 in the morning. It's so, a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. So what you're saying is that New Year's Eve, you were just boom, out. Out. Oh, I love this. Positive. Out. You were sleeping. You were self-caring yourself. I was. If that, if that, yeah, self-caring I was yourself. self-caring myself. <laughs> Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What were you doing? Because that apparently uh, indicates what your twenty nineteen will bring to you. Holly, what were you doing? So this is specifically at midnight. So you want people I to believe share so. that what was happening at midnight? Because New Year's Eve, really, it could be what you were doing that night. Yeah, it's what you were doing in the lead up to the to twenty nineteen. Yeah. I too, Colleen Lindstrom. Was asleep. Yes. At the stroke of midnight. Now, the na- the downstairs neighbors were really excited. They were partying. Now, sometimes, I mean, their version of partying, I'm going to be honest, sometimes they like bump Laurel and Hardy movies, and like Little Rascal movies, and that's their that's idea partying. of a good time. That's, I, I mean, it, they sound fun. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> so they woke me up. Did the countdown. Congratulations. Happy New Year's. You know, my significant other was like, oh, excited. Give me a kiss. I don't even think I did a New Year's <laughs> kiss. Like, now yeah, that I think about it. I bet that my husband kissed me on the forehead. And I just didn't even know. Oh, that's very sweet. I mean, because he's sweet like that. Yeah. And he, of course, waited till midnight, took a picture of it, put it on Instagram. And then, you know, that was that. <laughs> a little public shaming. I know. With your affection is always nice. Yeah. 
So obviously we're the life of the party yeah, and obviously clearly. everybody else was sleeping at midnight too. Now we did get an email from Lauren yes. said that she was asleep at midnight. Yes. I think everybody else was asleep at midnight, but let me tell you, no shame in the game. If you were asleep, I agreed. I think that that is a prediction for living your best life. You're asleep. You're taking care of your internal circadian rhythms. Yes. And you're not doing anything nonsensical. You're not kissing people that you don't want to be. You're true. not wearing high heels and deforming your feet. It's true. Because remember, earlier oh. this la- late last year, we tried to liberate your feet. We but did. Apparently, everybody else wants to wear high heels. Man, those things burn. They do. It's not okay. It hurt your lower back. Um. I okay. So I did. I wrote about this actually on my Facebook page, and you know, I, there were a lot of people who also were in bed and were celebrating that. However, we had a couple people who who were doing some other fun things. Uh, Nicole said she was dancing with her husband. Uh, and they were uh, they were listening to people do um, karaoke to the nitty gritty dirt band, which I thought was sweet. Isn't that the you and me go fishing in the dark? Is that dark? who that is? I think nice. so. Yeah. Um, one other person on my Facebook page said, "I almost had sex, but we went to sleep, so I guess I'll be resting too." Oh yeah, you know I understand. So yeah. Again, uh, Panda on Twitter said, "I was asleep. I fell asleep before ten. Woke up at one and thought, huh, and went back to bed." <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what happened to me too. Where I was like, "Oh, okay, oh, we 20. made it. Okay, we We're made still it here." Yay! Do you remember Y two K? When it turned two thousand, there was that. There was sort of this uh, anticipation. We really didn't know if the world would still be functioning. Correct. Literally. We knew we'd, well, I think we thought we would still be alive. We just didn't know if there would be power or computers, computers or like all the money. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't know what our our structure would look like. There uh, were plenty of scary made-for-TV movies yeah. based on what would happen in the year 2000 when everything went haywire. And I do just remember uh, on that particular New Year's, Waking up the next morning and just checking to make sure everything was still working okay, and then going on about my life. Exactly. Like, oh, thank God. And I think I still do that just out of habit now. You think that it's going to be an apocalypse? No, I don't do the pre think. (laughs) I do the after check. You know, I don't do the thing before where I go, you know, where I fill up the bathtub with water to make sure just in case. Because I did that on Y2K. Wait, what? What do you mean? Filled up the bathtub with water but to make why, sure that why, we had, I had water. I don't remember. My mom just told me to do it, and I do whatever she tells me to do. So I did. All right. Anyway, okay. I remember like taking some precautions. I don't do that anymore. But but I do wake up the next morning and go, everybody here? Lights are on. Money still in my bank account. We're good. All Yay! right. Moving on with life. Moving on. So whew, we made it through. Now, our New Year's, the prediction was, is that whatever you were doing at New Year's Eve, that's what your year's going to be like. I think we have a fantastic 2019 ahead, Colleen. We're going to be well-rested, and we're going to be comfortable and refreshed. It's going to be amazing. Now, I have another thing for us to do. Perfect. Now, if that's not working for you, and you're like, "Uh, I don't really like the fact that I was asleep on New Year's Eve, or "Uh, I don't like the fact that I had my head in the toilet on New Year's Eve. Well, here's another thing. Here's another exercise that you can do right now to reveal what your 2019 is going to be like for you. And all you have to do is the following. You have to have your predictive text on on your phone. So first of all, make sure that that's happening. Predictive Mm -hmm. text means you're going to type in things and it's going to predict what your next word is going to be. So all you have to do with your predictive text on is type in the following phrase. 
And we're both going to do it. I think Colleen and I are going to do it now. I'm kind of doing it right now. Okay, great. Well, fantastic. Here's what you type. In 2019, 2019, comma, I'm going to. That's all you have to do. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I think I did it wrong because I I didn't write the right word. And it was very funny, whatever just happened. But, okay. Well, thanks. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So type in that. So type in, in 2019, I'm going to, and then put a space in, and then your predictive text will give you a word. And that is what your 2019 is going to be like. Now, Colleen. Okay. All right. We got, all right. What? So, tell us. Yeah, ready. In 2019, I'm going to go get back in my house now. I am so, so proud to have got to go home. Yeah. (laughs) I just love it. I want to go home, y'all. You want to sleep, Colleen. You want to take care of yourself. You want to go home. I'm texting it to you, Holly. Okay. So now you have it forever. So now you know what I'm so excited about. Okay. All right. Okay, Holly, what's yours? All right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to text it to you. Pretend that I'm texting you. Okay. 2019, Uh I'm going Uh to. To. Okay. And then you just keep going. You just keep hitting the center. To get to the gym, and I'll be home in about a half hour. Oh! All right, cool. Wow, so, you're going to have quick workouts and get home. Oh, yeah, apparently. it's going to be fantastic. In 2019, I'm going to go to get to the gym and I'll be home in about a half an hour. That's amazing. Look at us. We're living our best lives. That, we, we really we are. We that you're living your best life, You're too. having a short workout and getting home, and I'm just so, so proud to be going home. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. 2019. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, it's 2019 and the future is now. However, the future doesn't look like it did in the movies. And Holly's going to school us on uh, what it's supposed to be looking like and what it really looks like after this on My Talk 1071. All right, so it is 2019, and that means the future is now. But it does not look like it did in the movies. And Holly has got all the details on what the movies thought 2019 would look like and what it really looks like. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is off today. Well, he already worked. He did the morning show. He'll be back with us tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are taking you to 3 o'clock. And Holly, uh, 2019 is not a year we have not seen before. The future is now. Correct. And we have seen the year 2019 depicted in popular culture on multiple occasions, particularly in the 1980s. Thinking about this, I don't know how I don't ask me how I get on these things. It's called YouTube. You get into a rabbit hole. You, you visit some places. But I had this thought yesterday, the first day of 2019, that two of my favorite dystopian science fiction movies take place in 2019. Mm. The first one, a movie that many people have seen, Blade Runner. Uh-huh. The original Blade Runner was set in 2019. Now, if you remember the look, the aesthetic of Blade Runner, there's flying cars. Los I've been Angel- waiting for those for years. I still get very look, angry about it. Look, between that and the hoverboards and the Nikes that lace up themselves, look, we are back to the future lied, but that was in 2015. I can't even talk about And it. even now in 2019, we're not getting that. I digress. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner had flying cars, a uh, Los Angeles that was dirty and dystopian and filled with big mega buildings. Well, 
Los Angeles today does not look like Los Angeles and Blade Runner That's in 2019. True. Doesn't look like that. Mm-mm. Also, another one of my favorite science fiction dystopian movies takes place in 2019, too. Now, this is a movie that people might not be familiar with, but it's a Japanese anime. It's called Akira. It's amazing, by the way. I think you can watch the whole thing on YouTube if you so desire. Anyways, that movie, Tokyo had been blown up in the 80s, and then Neo Tokyo existed. I've been to Tokyo a long time ago, and, well, I don't think that much has changed, and mm-hmm. we still don't have that, and weird biker gangs chasing each other, and, like, space aliens with tentacles and blowing up in the face. I'm looking at images. It does not appear as though we have any of these things. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that 2019, we're living in the future. Isn't that weird? So think about that. Blade Runner is supposed to be happening today. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird. Yeah. Um, Back to the Future is supposed to be happening in the past. Yeah, we are already like beyond Back to the Future by four years, too. So it's not, yeah. The future is the past. We're not wearing two ties. I can't. I mean, you could if you wanted to, I guess. Please don't, though. Yeah, we don't have fax machines. Ha! Oh, Back to the Future. You were so cute. (laughs) So cute. So it got me to thinking, like, okay, so that was how 2019 was supposed to be depicted in popular culture. Not really the case. However, there are things that are happening in the new year of 2019 that really do prove that the future is now and that we're going in some weird directions. And that would be self-driving cars. I see if I can't have flying cars, I will take the self-driving cars. So you're pro self-driving car. Now, these have been around for a couple of years being tested in various places around the United States. I am pro self-driving cars uh, with the caveat that I believe that it will be better when all of the cars are self-driving cars. Yeah, like when no human when involvement are, exactly, to mess it up. That is the problem. I, I be, My belief is that it is human error that causes the issues. Yeah, you know, Colleen, you're not wrong. I know. Human errors cause a lot of issues. Yes. Uh, we kind of get in our own ways a lot of, a lot of time. I know. Uh, really. <laughs> well, there are self-driving cars driving among us, and many of them are being tested over on the West Coast in California, in Arizona, and Waymo is a company that is doing self-driving car tests in Arizona. Now, Waymo is a subsidiary of Google's parent company, Alphabet. Alphabet also is the company that owns Boston Dynamics, which make the scary Skynet Uh, robots. Those things are crazy. Yeah. So, that being said, Waymo, their self-driving cars have been spotted in Arizona, but apparently... People are not having it, Colleen. They, what are they, they doing? They don't want the future to be now. In fact, they don't want it at all. Mm. They are attacking these self-driving cars with rocks. People um, are yelling at the self-driving cars. They said that the uh, Waymo, that Google Alphabet didn't ask if we wanted to be a part of their beta test. So now people are attacking the cars and the well, vans gonna, with rocks. That is not, that's dangerous. Yeah. Well, other people have reportedly tried to run the vehicles off the road. One woman screamed at the vans, telling it to get out of her suburban neighborhood. She was like the lady in Adventures at Babysitting. Yes. Who yelled. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Calls at Penelope, Penelope and yeah. Miller with yeah. the phone. Get, get out, out of my, my house! house! So that's what people are doing in Chandler, Arizona right now. They're literally yelling at these vans to get out of their house okay. and at their neighborhood. Also, a man pulled up alongside a Waymo vehicle and threatened the employee riding inside with a piece of PVC pipe because while these vehicles are driving themselves, they are being monitored by actual human beings. So when these people are attacking these cars... Oh my gosh, I there's think they, real people at Yeah, rest. they don't realize that there's actual people who are inside these vehicles. Like, they may drive themselves, but they're being supervised. Okay, guys, can we guys. just not be stupid? Yeah. Let the car drive itself. <laughs> Deal with... Waymo and Alphabet and Google and whoever offline. Yeah. But let's not put the car at risk or all the other drivers on the road because you're trying to mess with the self-driving car. Yeah. We don't have to worry about dystopian Los Angeles 2019. But yeah, we are going to have to deal with self-driving cars. And like, yes. let's be nice with them. Colleen, quite honestly, I'm totally with you. Where if we take the element of human error off of our roads... We're probably going to be better off. Far safer. Far, far safer. I mean, that to me feels like the bonus of the self-driving car. It is people who make the errors that cause the accidents. Yeah. Yeah. When it's not weather, it is people. (laughs) But people react to the weather. Exactly. And that's the problem. And that's the problem. I, for one, welcome our robot overlords and want them to take over the roads Agreed. so that we don't have to. Because imagine being able to lay back and do your work, read oh a my book, gosh. zone off into space. I, mean, I would give, I can't even, I would love that. Think of all the extra time you'd have in your life. Yeah. I mean, I know like we have, it's called a bus and you can do that now yeah. too, but maybe you don't have access to a bus and maybe you're not in a place where you can get public transportation right. easily. Well, and it is a little bit different, right? Because you still, if you are on a route, you might have to transfer a couple times, blah, blah, blah. You could take your direct route somewhere in your people mover and you'd get there safely. Yeah, look, the future is now, everyone. And it can be nice if you let it be. Yeah. 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 You know, so that being said, Colleen. I want to I want to end this segment on an up note. Okay, thank you. Up, no, up with humanity, up with okay, 2019. Up with now, people. It, yeah, up with people. Exactly. <laughs> now, can they please perform at the Super Bowl halftime show instead we wish of Maroon they would. 5? We wish they would. I digress <laughs> again. So, I want to end this on an up note for us for 2019. If you haven't noticed, Colleen, there's a lot of dumpster fires around. Yes. And, you know, some we don't really talk about some of the dumpster fires Correct. here on my talk, but you can go and find those for yourself. They're, they'll find you. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Sorry. You don't have to look Real for a talk. dumpster fire. They'll Real find talk. you. <laughs> well, I want to let you know that overall, in the wide scope of the human existence, we're doing really well. Give give yourself a pat on the back. Oh. Can we celebrate humanity just for a moment Let's. while you're not pelting self-driving vehicles? I want to give you some statistics about the world over the last two centuries. So they they took humanity and uh, made us into 100 people. Okay. And then made some statistics 
about humanity. I want to tell you all of the things that are down and all the things that are up. Okay. Things that are down include extreme poverty. Good. Child mortality. Yes. Those are down. Good. Significantly. That is good. In the past two centuries, things that are up include the following. Basic education. Yes. Literacy. Yes. Democracy. Oh, yes. And vaccinations. Yes. All herd immunity. Yes, exactly. So all those things are up. Poverty and child mortality are down as a whole on planet Earth. So look, if there's a dumpster fire to your left and your right behind you, maybe you even see it in the mirror. Look, that's going to happen. Yeah. And it has always happened. Yes. But in the broad scheme of things, 2019, it is not the dystopian fire dumpster that Hollywood had you think in the 1980s. It actually is a pretty okay place to be. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. I think that that is the information we needed today. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, while 2019 might be doing okay, the celebrities, they're still D-bags. Yay! And uh, we would be remiss if we did not share their D-baggery with you. So just like we've always done, we will share with you the celebrity D-bags after this on My Talk 107.1. and Holly Roberts solving the world's problems between noon and three today on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. Bradley did the morning show. He'll be back with us tomorrow, but Holly and I are uh, ready to tell you about those celebrities behaving badly, and we do have a name for them, uh, and that name is D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who you got, Halls? Oh, I got an inside baseball D-bag, but it comes courtesy of somebody that we all know, and that would be Kathy Griffin. Oh. She was spilling some New Year's Eve tea. Oh, yeah. She was talking on the Twitters. She was talking. So technically, my D-bag of the day is the head of CNN, Jeff Zucker. Now, he's been a big guy behind the scenes in television for quite some time. I believe he used to be over at NBC, and he was responsible for many changes over at the Today Show. Now he's over at CNN, and Kathy Griffin is spilling some truths Mm -hmm. about dealing with CNN and uh, their New Year's Eve spectacular. And the reason, there's one specific reason, really, that I want to call out Jeff Zucker. So Kathy Griffin was fired last year from hosting CNN's annual New Year's Eve event. Right. Of course, after the controversy that she experienced in her career, CNN decided not to go with her. And then they made the decision to have Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper host. And people aren't really here for that. That's been lukewarm at best. That's been lukewarm at best. Hepid. However, it's through this Twitter thread that Kathy Griffin made over the weekend about her experience working with CNN on their New Year's Eve broadcast that really just mm, chapped my hide. So Kathy Griffin talked about hosting the event on CNN for eight years, and she did that. And then she began talking about her fee for hosting. Kathy Griffin tweeted, I worked my way up and by the 10th year at CNN to get a fee of $150,000. Right. She said, by the way, just as a point of reference, Anderson Cooper regularly bragged for years that his annual CNN contract was $10 million a year. Kathy Griffin admits that $150,000 is a lot of money, right? Yeah. For a night gig, $150,000, yeah. that's fantastic. That's pretty good. Kathy Griffin goes on to say, the first two years I appeared on CNN, it didn't even occur to me to ask for a salary. 
So she did wow. the first two years of CNN pro bono just because That's crazy. she liked doing it. She goes on to say, the eighth year, when I asked Jeff Zucker for a raise, he was so angry, he docked me 30%. That she dared to ask for a raise. Kathy Griffin, after doing this show, CNN's New Year's Eve coverage, for eight years, she asked for a raise. <laughs> And the boss, Jeff Zucker, was so angry that he docked her 30%. Not only am I not going to give you a raise, but I'm actually going to cut your pay. Kathy Griffin goes on to say, I'm sorry to say that I took the pay cut because I truly enjoyed making you all laugh. That is nauseating. Yeah. You know, I almost like don't even know what to say to that. Because on the one hand, I, I understand where Kathy Griffin is coming from mm-hmm. in the sense that like I, there have been things that I have loved to do that I would have done for free. And yet at the same time, you know, you want to be paid what you're worth. And so you ask for what you believe you're worth. Yeah. And it's one thing she asked Kathy Griffin asked it's within Jeff Zucker's right to say, you know what? We're not going to, we're not, not this year, not this year. We're not doing a raise. Mm-hmm. Thanks for asking. But the fact that not only did he not do that, but then he demoted her essentially for simply just asking her worth. That's so sad. That is D-bag behavior. Yeah. D-bag behavior. Now, Kathy Griffin's tweets go on and reveal more behind the scenes stuff about what happened uh, behind the scenes in producing New Year's Eve over on CNN and over on NBC. So we're not really going to get into it here. I just wanted to point out that very specific point in this thread. D bag behavior. That is gross. That is gross. And you know, I, the thing, the thing that to me feels grosser about that is that you know, good and well, there are more stories like that. Yeah. Not just from Kathy Griffin, uh, that, that she's the only one that was brave enough to share hers or, or just had a platform or, uh, a reason she has to the share platform hers. and she you know she's talked about this that she's just so free from all oh, of yeah. that that she she will not suffer any consequences by her you know own admission by revealing any of this stuff you she, know it, i listen i don't like what she did that that kind of got her into this mess the the choice that she made the photograph she took um, that kind of got her into the mess that she's found herself in. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't a fan of that choice. Mm-hmm. However, I will say that that what has become of her as a result of that is there's a rawness to her. Yeah. That that is not necessarily a bad thing. I really honestly, I think it's kind of a gift mm-hmm. because she doesn't she's not beholden to anybody anymore at all. And so she's spilling some of the secrets and the inside scoop of of the hypocrisy and the and the underbelly kind of the grossness in Hollywood um the double standards the way that people treat each other the way that um that that um yeah that executives have treated um people like her it just to me that that's a gift of what all became of a bad what amounted to a very bad choice mhm uh, for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, because like you said, she has nothing to lose and she knows it. And so she's basically giving zero, you know what? And yeah. it's not, it's nice to see that because there is refreshing. a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes. That's really 
nice to see. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she's bringing it out to light. You can deal with it once it's out in the light. Um, but but there are so many people who for whom the stakes are still too high mm-hmm. to share some of the injustices that have happened to them in Hollywood. So if they did share some of that, right. no doubt there there would be ramifications that would cost them their career. Yeah. For Kathy Griffin, she's so aware that she's on the outs with virtually everybody yep. that the only way to get back in at this point is to expose some stuff. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So really glad that Kathy Griffin took the opportunity. And yeah. really, I think it's worth reading the Twitter thread to get a little bit more behind the scenes yeah. action I mean, of what really is going on. Feeling the secrets. Yeah. Um, okay, so my D-bag today is Louis C.K. and not for the reason you might think. Um, oh, okay. Well, last week he was a D bag because he was a D bag mm-hmm. because he, okay. So just to bring everybody up to speed on what's been going on with Louis CK, Louis CK, of course, uh, was, um, took a break from his, his, uh, comedy, from his TV show, from writing, from stand up. Um, when he was accused of and then admitted to uh, exposing himself and pleasuring himself in front of unsuspecting and unwilling uh, women in uh, his hotel room and backstage areas as sort of a promise that he would help them with their careers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, of course, was all part and parcel to the Me Too movement. Uh, he, he, He... wrote an apology that I think many people thought was pretty genuine at the time. And in that apology, he said he was going to take a step back for a moment. Well, he took a step back for a few months and then started to to kind of work the underground comedy scene and try yeah. to get back out there and try some new material. Well, we got an earful of some of that new material uh, earlier in the week, and it was vile, horrible, yeah. disgusting stuff. Um, he just is the lowest of the low. Yeah. Well, that's not why he's a D-bag today. Oh, really? Another reason. There why? is another reason. And, and it's fascinating. Now, I, listen, I don't have... This is not presented as fact, or it's presented as fact, and I don't have a way of knowing that it is indeed fact. Mm-hmm. However, I, I I tend to believe it, just given kind of what we know of Louis C.K. at this point. So, Pete Davidson who also has made a lot of headlines this this year for a number of reasons. Yep. He's kind of trying his hand at getting back into stand-up comedy. Pete Davidson, he's a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Most recently, we were paying attention to him because of his engagement to Ariana Grande, which then dissolved. Uh, and then we were paying attention to him because he had some concerning social media posts that led people to be really concerned about his mental health. He's been open about the fact that he struggles with some mental illness. Well, he's been kind of trying to work the stand-up circuit again. And in his stand-up routine, he shared that Louis C.K. tried to get him fired from Saturday Night Live. Really? Yes. Pete Davidson explained, quote, he told Lorne Michaels, who's the creator of SNL, that uh, Pete Davidson smokes so much weed that it makes people uncomfortable. Then Pete Davidson goes on to say, then five years later, this bleep bleep, has been locking doors and bleeping bleep in front of people. What? So what he's saying is this man went to Lorne Michaels and said, Pete makes people uncomfortable because he smokes weed. Okay. And Pete sure. Davidson Thanks, says, right. And then Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson says, you know, that's pretty ironic, right? Because then five yeah. years later, it comes to light huh. that Louis CK is literally making people very uncomfortable yeah. by, pleasuring himself in front of them 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So to that, I say Louis C.K., D-bag. Oh, hands Again. down a D-bag. Mm-hmm. Interesting that, you know. I mean, went, hands down, but keep them where we can see them, please. Ah, well, you know, Thank there's you. always the adage, the whiter the lace, the darker the leather. In as much as, oh, funny that you, mm-hmm. Louis C.K. that you would point this out. Right. Meanwhile, I'm fully understanding, yeah. fully aware of the behavior that you're doing yeah. behind the scenes. Yep. Keep your own side of the road clean, yeah. buddy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Well, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, both Holly and I uh, got to watch some, some, what do we say? How do we say this? Some entertainment spectaculars this oh, weekend that yeah. might not be uh, traditionally up our alley. Right? Right. You might say they were hmm, hmm. slightly more juvenile than what you would expect from us. Yes, but surprising results exactly so we'll tell you what we watched and we'll tell you what we thought of them after this on my talk 107.1 spent a little time uh over the holiday did i call it a weekend earlier well, it wasn't really a weekend I think for some people it was a weekend and then it's kind of it's, we're, wednesday. it's wednesday it's wednesday it's today totally wednesday. Uh, over new year's eve and new year's uh we we maybe consumed some media that perhaps was mm, more meant for people in a younger set than we are. For the youths. For the youths of today. Uh, and surprisingly, we liked it. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Holly Roberts in for Bradley, who mm. uh, did the morning show. He'll be back with us tomorrow. Now, you may know that uh, on New Year's Eve, Taylor Swift dropped her reputation tour live yes on netflix now this was an exciting thing because the reputation world tour biggest tour ever yeah. in the united states i mean i know a lot of people got to see it but a lot of people maybe didn't get a chance to see taylor so she had two nights here at u.s bank stadium she did and they were they were packed i mean i yeah. you know i would imagine they were sold out they were it was it was yeah. insane and you went right i did go we went last minute literally in fact actually my daughter so my daughter is nine just turned nine the other day and uh, she and I I had seen we went the second night because I had seen on the first night of her concerts that all the eight-year-old parents were taking their daughters to see Taylor Swift and I felt like I'd really like missed out on a golden opportunity to be an awesome mom and I was like okay well I better stub hub this I gotta be awesome mom. I know I was like oh my gosh I can't she'll never be eight again I gotta yeah. do this and so I went on to StubHub and I got a steal on some tickets and we I literally bought them at I think I bought them at like eight o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. She took the stage at nine. We hopped on the train. We zoomed downtown. We walked into the stadium as she was taking the stage. Oh, oh cool! It was perfect. Yeah, we didn't have to sit through an opener. We didn't yeah. have to do any of that. No, Camilla you know Cabello, what? none or of Charlie that. Charlie XCX, no thanks. So we just sat there and we really enjoyed the show. And so this was really fun. She was excited. My daughter was excited to um, to watch the 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 video of it last night um and this is video that was taken from her performance in texas and um but you know the same show all yeah. of it's the same it's, it is the same it's all very rote mm-hmm. you know i i don't feel like 
I don't feel like she goes rogue very much. Sure. She's not going to like improv a set of Bruce Springsteen songs no. on the fly. Probably she not going to happen. I'm going to play a little bit from the album Nebraska, everyone. I'm just going to. Yeah. No. Probably not going to happen. I mean, maybe she like throws one or two yeah. acoustic songs in there that's a little bit different every time. But for the most part, it is the same set cool. every single night. So um, it was very much the same. And so um, it was fun to watch it. Uh, again, and I really, I enjoyed the show. I didn't get as much into the Reputation album when it first came out because look what you made me do was the first song off of that album. Mm-hmm. And I did not like it. I did not like what she was trying to do with the reinvention of her herself i didn't like i just did i wasn't down with it yeah. it wasn't it didn't it, work for me yeah it wasn't the taylor swift that you had grown to know and not love. really mm-hmm. um and i love pop music for what it is um but i just wasn't i didn't vibe with that at all so i didn't get into the album but when i saw the concert i realized i had not given it a good chance at all oh really yeah the and album the whole album because i'd really only heard a couple of the songs from it and because I'd already made a judgment based on that first song, I was, I, I, I was, I just didn't like well, it. Look what you made me do was a hard song to I, listen to. I thought so it's, too. It's just hard to listen to. It did to. kind of grow on me after a while, but I did not like it right off the bat. But in any case, I ended up really liking the rest of the songs and then I started to like the album. And so when I went to watch this video, by now I know the songs because my daughter and I have listened to them. So my husband is coming in on this for the first time now. My husband has a ton of music cred. Like he <laughs> yeah. loves like good obscure punk he rock. Listens to he vinyl. Listens, he, he does. Goes like, to shows. And he but I don't even think he'd be ashamed for me to tell you that he and I went to the nineteen eighty nine tour of Taylor Swift with no children. Just the two of us. Did and he buy merch? Loved it. Oh, he bought a sweatshirt. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> loves pop music too. He likes a good catchy tune. He likes a nice hook. And so he was, you know, he was all in on this and he ended up loving the video and he, or the, the movie, the, the concert film thing, Netflix series stuff, thing, stuff, things that you watched. Yes. It, and he really, like, he ended up enjoying it. And he said, you know, he, I, now I really wish I would have gone to the concert. Never again, he said, will I let her come through and not go to the concert because it was so, it's huge. It is epic. It is on a huge scale. It is every like the costumes are great the the dancing is decent she's not great but like the dancers are good <laughs> she has good but she surrounds herself she, with good people she bops well yeah, yeah she bops okay she's got mm-hmm. her moves and she's got them down and she's kind of come into her own she's got she knows what to do she knows how to work the crowd the songs are catchy it's fun the the show flowed nicely the staging was really cool all of it was really visually pleasing and it moved fast and it filled a stadium yes that's what i always wonder about a taylor swift yes. show does the energy fill fifty thousand plus and it, seats? and it did when we were there and it does on the screen when you're watching the netflix show so it's two hours long it does not feel two hours you will hear songs that you know you will hear some that you don't that you'll want to know if you are even just the smallest bit, like if you ever have heard Taylor Swift songs and liked them, mm-hmm. it's worth watching and it's fun. If you hate Taylor Swift, don't watch it and don't <laughs> at me. But I love, I, I loved it and it was fun. But literally, if you don't like Taylor Swift, just you're not going to like it. Just get good with that right now. I feel like that's an okay place to be. Yeah. If you don't like Taylor Swift, don't spend your time. Yeah. 
watching our Netflix. You're special. not. It's not going to change you. Yeah. But that's that. Okay. So, but Holly, what did you watch? Yeah. So I had a similar experience to you, Colleen. So yesterday we had the day off. I was like, I'm going to go treat myself to an experience at the cinema. Fun. And my guy and I went to see Spider-Man in into the Spider-Verse. Ooh. Out of all the movies that we could have gone and watched yesterday. What? I know. I don't know why. It was one of those things where it was like, look, I am literally taking the day off, which is something that I rarely ever do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we decided to go and see that movie. This is the animated mm-hmm. one. This is the animated one that kind of came out of nowhere. It was released earlier in December. Wasn't a lot of hype around it. But when it dropped, people were giving it such good word of mouth. Many yeah. people saying that this is the best Spider-Man movie ever. And I believe that there's been one, two, three, four, five, six, almost, uh, and seven, I think, is coming up soon. So there's been a lot of iterations and lots of adaptations of Spider-Man. Of course, we've seen Spider-Man on the small screen in many TV versions. But this one, Colleen, everybody's right. Really? This movie is the best Spider-Man movie. And in fact, it's one of the best animated movies I have seen in a really long time. And I think what this movie does with the character Spider-Man is that it captures the um, the essence of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's fun and, and kind of jokey and he has little quips, but then he's also just a weird, geeky, everyday guy. Uh-huh. And the struggles of that the whole thing about Spider-Man is that, and they make this point in the movie, is mm-hmm. that it could be anybody. Anybody could have these superpowers in theory the way that the Spider-Man folklore is set up. Right, because he got bit by a radioactive spider I mean, and then suddenly you know, he totally could shoot realistic. webs from his fingers. Totally. I mean, <laughs> I've been spending the whole, my whole life wishing that would happen. <laughs> right. Get but, probed by aliens or get bit by a radioactive well, spider. Well, you know, it's spider. the second day of 2019. I feel like anything is possible. Happen. It could <laughs> totally happen. But they make that point that, you know, with Spider-Man, it's it could be anybody. But what really matters is what you do with the power you the have. power that you have or the power that you're given that is a good message it, isn't it though and i kind of so, love and, it and really that's one of the big messages about the character spider-man and I, in film iterations they do mm, middling to okay jobs of of explaining that but in right. this movie they do a fantastic job and our spider-man in this one is a teenage boy named miles morales he lives in new york city and he goes through the origin story of spider-man but what happens is that you know there's a um, multiverse ray that uh-huh. goes off and allows other spider-men and spider-women from other dimensions to merge together and join forces and they do all this kind of stuff oh, cool yeah so it's really cool there's a really nice message i feel like take your kids they're gonna have a great time not the really little ones. some scenes of violence and and maybe some things they won't understand but honestly go and treat yourself go see spider-man into the oh Spider-verse. my gosh i love it okay taylor swift and spider-man those are our recommendations Yay, for today. All right, well, we really are. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, how are you approaching 2019? 651-641-1071. Do you have a resolution? Do you have a word of the year? Do you have a theme? How are you approaching 2019? Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. A financial plan isn't just about money. 
It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.